Pique de piques, pique de piques, pique de piques. All right, Steeler fans, it never gets old hearing that. It's <laughs> Jeff Hartman, and we are back with another Steelers preview podcast. Joining me as always, Dave Schofield and Brian Davis. What's up, Dave? How's it going? Um, I'm doing great. Thank you, guys. I was the one running late tonight. Uh, hashtag pay Kyle. Had a basketball game within 15 minutes of my house when he normally lives two hours away. I had to make sure I I, uh, I caught that one for him, and these guys were gracious enough to to, to hold it up until I got back, so... Thanks, guys. No problem. Brian, what's going on? Hashtag I ain't paying my son nothing because he doesn't <laughs> contribute. So, uh, yeah, I give him way too much. So I'm not I'm not paying him right now. There but I'm go. doing good, guys. I'm doing good. So the news for the day, uh, for those that are keeping tabs on social media, is that Art Rooney II spoke to local media. This happens every year, every offseason. Once the Steelers' season wraps up, this is a little bit later than usual. Uh, but nonetheless, no one knows when this is going to happen unless you're one of the media members invited to it. And then all of a sudden, your Twitter feed just becomes inundated with these news and quotes from uh, Art Rooney II and his speaking to those local media reporters. And he's talked a lot about a lot of stuff. I think the most notable were his comments about Matt Canada and why they decided to keep him, essentially saying that he and Kenny Pickett have a good rapport and they felt like it would set Kenny Pickett back. Boy, that went over well on social media. Um, but I'm sure you all saw some other things floating around. Dave, is there anything in particular that stuck out to you in terms of what Art Rooney had to say? Uh, there was something that he said that actually was contradictory to other reports I heard. Not that he was contradictory. It means that the other reports weren't, weren't true, because I'm sure AR2 knows more than anything. And that was maybe it changed whenever they they redid their, their deal I don't know, but in the past it was reported that the Steelers, their lease for the stadium was for 10 home games, regardless of preseason, regular season, or whatever. Art Rooney said no, that they do not have to have 10 home games in a season when it came to the Steelers possibly even being the home team for an international game. So that's very interesting. I've been going off the other information until now, so that's that's something that's intriguing. It's not happening this year. Um, the only way it probably happens next year is if the Steelers are the visiting team for a team that's that's um, in Mexico, because that's where the Steelers are really wanting to go play. But if not, I would have to say look for 2025 for the Steelers to be there at the latest. All right. What about you, Brian? Did you see anything that uh, caught your eye? Three words that he was emphatic about. Score more points. <laughs> Yeah, like, I agree with like you. Dave's hey, hard. I don't care if they score more points. Win, win more games. I don't care if they win two to nothing. Win a game. <laughs> yeah, three more words make the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> two more words. Quit sucking in the first half. Oh wait, four, a lot four, of words. four more words. Win a playoff game. I mean, we could, we could keep going. I mean, with this, but <laughs> we'll just stop there. So Art Rooney spoke, and you'll be able to see this on multiple multiple outlets, uh, if not already. Uh, tomorrow, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of articles out there with quotes from Art Rooney II, and uh, everyone's going to pick their spots and what they liked and what he said and all that good stuff. So make sure you check those out wherever you get your Steelers news, including BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Uh, let's also dive into the topic for today's show. Uh, Brian, I'm going to throw it over you. This is your idea. I'll let you tee it up. All right. So this is something that I've been thinking about. We, You know, we've got all the narratives. In, in fact, you know what? The big narrative 
is still going to be Matt Canada. It's the other narrative is Kenny Pickett making that huge jump from year one to year two. There's so many things that you could talk about right now. A lot of people are wondering what's going to be going on with Brian Flores and, and his contract and who are the Steelers going to keep as free agents. You know, now mock drafts start happening. But what are the topics that hardly anybody's talking about? so far this off season. So that's what I thought we would go ahead and do. And, you know, just get away from the norm and think of, think a little deeper, go outside of the box and come up with some subjects that really do matter, but no one's typing and no one's talking about. That's good. Um, Dave, was there anything that came to your mind first when uh, this was brought up? Well, I have a couple, but I actually just thought of something based on what Brian said. And it might ruffle some feathers. And that is this. He said about Kenny Pickett making the jump from year one to year two. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. If you were someone who was emphatic that Kenny Pickett needed to start right away because he was the most pro-ready quarterback, then don't whine about him jumping big from year one to year two. You said he was already ready. He shouldn't be having to make that jump. You can't have it both ways. You can't say he was ready and that he has to make the jump. He was either one or the other. I'm just putting that out there. Okay. Um, Brian, what, what was the topic that came to your mind when you had this uh, title? <laughs> you know, this is a really interesting one for me. It's the all-time sack leaders for mm. the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, that's most likely going to change. King Debo is going to go down most likely in 2023. If he doesn't, we're going to be very disappointed because there's some guys very close to him. But we might not have the sack leader right away that you think it's going to be. There might be a new record holder, and I hope that he gets it, even if it's for one week. Cam Hayward needs to be the next person to break that record. It's like having a number one single. You want to, I mean, just have it for one week and then then TJ Watt's going to have it for maybe 20 years. <laughs> Who knows? But eventually we know it's going to be TJ getting the whole thing. But I would love to see Cam Hayward come out and get two and a half and break the record because he's only two behind. TJ's three behind. So I actually three and a half behind to break the record. So I would love to see Cam do it first, have a great first game where he has two and a half sacks, gets that record, and then turns around and says, all right, TJ, my name's on the trophy. Go ahead. You, you can take it now. This is this is a tough topic for me. Uh, you know, you follow the team as closely as we do. You're in the live chat. You're obviously social media and Twitter and all these different platforms and and you you hear the talk about almost everything. Like it, you literally, when you say what nobody is talking about, you know, like what's really interesting to me is what are the Steelers going to do with the backup quarterback role? We know Kenny Pickett's a starter, but and but this has been talked about, so it says no one is talking about it. I like think people have talked about it. You know, Mitch Trubisky, do they bring him back with the inflated salary? Does he want to be? What does he does he want to go? Um, the, what do they do there? Like that's really interesting to me, um, but. If I'm being honest, if I'm talking about just intriguing storylines, and, and this is something I talked about a little bit on Wednesday on my Let's Ride show, and it gets brought up again on this Friday podcast uh, tomorrow, it doesn't have anything to do with the Steelers. It's actually a division rival. 
I find the Lamar Jackson situation absolutely fascinating right now. <laughs> and then so I don't even know who it was. Someone said it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is 100%. Right. I think it was on What Yin's Talking About, our other podcast uh, that's on Thursday afternoon on our audio-only side of things. And I think someone said it's like the Le'Veon Bell situation. Like, they're predicting it to be like Le'Veon Bell. If they franchise tag him, he's not going to show up. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, this could happen. Like, this could this could be crazy. I find that situation to be more intriguing right now than almost any. I'm reading rumors on ESPN. I mean, it's I'm, it's fascinating. And it matters to the Steelers because if Lamar Jackson does hold out or he does get traded or he does sign a super inflated contract, which he's already turned down multiple big money deals, that impacts the Steelers in some way. So for me, I don't know. I, I I don't know why I can't get enough of this Lamar Jackson situation, but it's very good. Get your popcorn good. ready. I know. It's, it's not the Steelers. I get to watch yeah. someone else's drama for once. Brian, go ahead. I am definitely with you. And here's my biggest fear. Because one thing that I will give the Baltimore Ravens credit for is how amazing Ozzie Newsom was and how he passed it on to Eric DaCosta. And they're very smart. They're very shrewd. They do good things. I'm so afraid that they're going to trade him and just pull in. I mean, make a blockbuster trade and pull. I mean, be picking sixth and bringing in a whole bunch of guys for him. And that scares the ever living bejeebers out of me because, you know, that can't happen either. I want them to get stuck with the drama that Jeff wants them to get stuck with. I'm with you. I, I want them to suffer, but they're not going to. I have a I I'm afraid, man, they're gonna pull something off and and just make a heist. Or or what if they not do the non-exclusive franchise tag and someone else is willing to give up the 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 trade capital or the, the draft capital that they get back by signing him to another deal that the Ravens don't match. I think that's as as likely as even trading him, because if you're trading him, you're trading him on the franchise tag. And he would have to actually sign the tag in order for them to trade him, right? Because his his contract is done. This was his this was his his fifth year, right? Or is he going into his fifth year? This no, he they exercised his fifth year option this year, so he can be franchise tagged. Otherwise, he's yeah. a free agent. Yeah, I was going to say that's the only reason you use the franchise tag because right. obviously that happened. So I mean, once as soon as it came out of my mouth, I knew the answer to the question. I'm like, what am I saying? So that's that's what's interesting is that he would in order for them to trade him, he would have to sign the franchise tag. And I don't know that he's, I don't know that he would, that if he'd do it, that would take a lot. But if they don't use the exclusive tag and say, go out and shop and see what you could do. And someone gives him this huge deal with guaranteed money. Maybe the Ravens want the two first round picks is, is I'm pretty sure is what they end up with. So that would be crazy. I, I mean, think about the, the Le'Veon Bell thing and maybe the comparison because it's quarterback running back. Some people say they're the same in Lamar Jackson's case. That's what Steeler fans love to say. He's just a glorified running back. But if, if they were to give him, if they follow that same route. Now, Dave, you said on your Stat Geek podcast Thursday, they use the exclusive rights on Le'Veon Bell, right? Isn't that the tag they put on him? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the and he sat right. out the whole year. Yeah. And. Well, there, remember there the first people... year he sat out through camp. And then yeah, he played then he on the tag. In. Then it was when they tagged him again, which was 120% of his, his salary the year before. And he didn't collect on it. Yeah. And so 
I, I, I want to say that there's going to be a lot of suitors for Lamar Jackson, but he's such a unique skill set, and they've built everything around him in Baltimore. I don't know if he would fit in just any scheme. And so it's going to be really intriguing. And this does matter for the Steelers. I know there's probably people listening saying, this is a Steelers podcast. What are you all talking about? If Lamar Jackson leaves and they or they trade him, yes, Brian's right. They'll get some, they'll get some good draft picks, and it's a quarterback-heavy draft. But now they're starting over. They would be starting over with another rookie quarterback, and that would change the dynamic of this Steelers-Ravens rivalry, at least in 2023. And it's just... You know, the, the latest rumor is him going to Atlanta. That was from ESPN. Jeremy Fowler wrote, he was talking with AFC, NFC executives, coaches, all these anonymous people. And someone said, I could see him going to Atlanta considering the system. They like, they like to run with Mariota and then obviously Ritter and they're not crazy about Ritter. So that's just for me. That's just something that I've just been intrigued by. So Dave, we'll throw it over to you. What else are you talking about this Steelers offseason? Can I say one more no, thing? No, on go that? for it, Brian. Oh, go ahead, Brian. I, I just want to preface this with the fact that Lamar Jackson is more dangerous not being with the Ravens to the Steelers than he is staying with the Ravens. Because Wait, say that again. Yeah. I follow him. It's more dangerous for Lamar Jackson to leave the Baltimore Ravens for the Steelers than Lamar Jackson stay. With the pits, with the Baltimore. Ravens. So, what's your fear, Brian? That they have the draft picks and what they knock it out of the ballpark? Yeah, there's there's gonna get they're gonna get compensation, and right. what does they that always like? knock? Most of the time, they knock those draft picks out of the for park. sure, absolutely. So, and they're traders, mm-hmm. and so ah, they'll keep true. this going on for years and years and years with having all these picks because they don't have problem trading. Yeah, and see, and that's why you really love the the the, the Cleveland Browns right now because they don't have any top picks. They traded them all away for for years for Deshaun Watson. So you're like, you know what? If you're struggling, it's going to be harder to rebuild. And I love that. I don't want the opposite with another team in the in the in the AFC North. So I see what you're saying, Ryan. Hey, I've said it all along, and I'm going to say it for Cincinnati too. Back up the effing Brinks truck and pay him a butt ton of money. Put him in salary cap. Him. <laughs> yes, put him in salary cap hell for the next decade. The Bengals are on their way with Joe Burrow. There's they're already saying that he could be asking upwards of fifty million a year or something like that. He and just absorbent amount of money, just crazy money. And it's not that he doesn't deserve it. It's just going to be all of a sudden. T Higgins wants a new deal. Sorry, T can't afford you. Joe Mixon wants a new deal. Sorry, buddy, we're going to let you go. Jesse Bates, oh, you're a really good safety, but we can't afford you anymore. Welcome to the world of the Steelers lived in with Ben Roethlisberger yeah. for the last 10 years of his career when he had 40 million at one point on the salary cap. So yeah, it's to me, I'm just like, bring it all in. And then the Sean Watson and his inflated salary, and he's going to go up to his cap. It goes up to like 55 million this year, although they're going to probably redo his numbers, but still that's going to be a boon on their salary cap as well. I love it. I'm here for mm-hmm. all of it. I'm, I'm just in a, I'm in that kind of mood right now. I'm here for all the misery for all you other AFC North teams. So welcome aboard. All right. And, and before you know it, the Steelers will have to pay Kenny Pickett. And Not yet. Have, Come on. And, we and if they have years. to, that's a good thing because yes. that means he's really living up to it. We have four more years, four more exactly. years of, of no crazy contract. So now's yeah. the time the Steelers got to make a move. Dave, go yep. ahead. All right. Well, something else that I wanted to bring up is actually something that people are talking about, but something about it that they're not talking about. 
You've heard people talk about the Steelers this past year having the most expensive defense in the NFL. We, uh, You guys have heard that, right? Multiple times yes. over and over throughout the season. What people aren't talking about is that in the second half of the season, they lived up to it. Over the last nine games of the season, the Steelers were the number one defense in the NFL. They actually lived up to what they were. What do you know? Once TJ Watt came back, now, of course, you know, a lot of people want to say, well, look at the schedule they played. They played the schedule that they had in front of them. So I, you can acknowledge it, but you also can't say that they should have done anything different. But over that time, the Steelers were the number one defense. Uh, they were the number four pass defense and the number seven rush defense. And in that, it, and in those nine games, they had to face, they had five games, five games against teams that were in the top 10 in the NFL in rushing. So it's not like they weren't, they were going up against teams that couldn't run the ball. They had to play the Ravens twice, Atlanta, who finished third in the NFL in rushing, Cleveland, who finished sixth, and Carolina, who finished 10th. So the defense, you could complain that all oh, early in the season, oh, a lot of people were saying how the defense didn't live up to it. And when you look at the whole season, they finished 19th. But if you just look at the second half of the season, they were the number one defense. So they did actually live up to what it was that that people were complaining about. Yeah, and, and I think that's kind of like you know, like you said, people were kind of talking about it. I mean, can they pick up where they left off? That that's that's a big question with a lot of free agency and stuff, but you, you want to see the defense be dominant. This is the the recipe that the Steelers were using to win in the second half. Everyone acted like, oh my gosh, they just discovered this. Mike Tomlin was talking about this in training camp. Dominant defense, yeah. protect the football and run the ball. They just couldn't do it. Yeah. But um, Brian, any comments on that? No, I don't. I right. I feel strongly with that. All right, go ahead with yours, your next one. All right. Well, something you just said that Mike Tomlin was talking about all along and it wasn't new is something that uh I have heard recently. Um and but I'm going to get to that in a second. The reason I'm waiting is because I want to talk about one guy that nobody's talking about right now. And it's the Steelers extra draft pick in 2023 now they don't get an extra draft pick but they get a guy that has been seasoned that didn't play and when he shows up he's gonna feel like an addition to the team and his name is calvin austin the third and i had an opportunity to sit down just today with calvin austin the third for an exclusive interview that is coming to behindthestillcurtain.com you will hear that very very soon check it out he was wonderful to talk to but one of the things I asked him is, all right, you started out terrible at two and six. At seven and two, what did you do different? He said, we did nothing different. We just executed. Executed is the word he used. He said, Mike Tomlin's been teaching this the whole way through. So, Jeff, everything you and Dave just said, it's backed up by number 19, Calvin Austin the third. And you're going to hear that on that interview. But when I go back to the fact that he's an extra draft pick, yeah, we know he's not. But remember back in 2020 when we were doing the draft and we had to wait till 49th, we decided to joke around and say, okay, in the first round, the Steelers pick Minka Fitzpatrick. Well, it's kind of like that. And it makes me think of the 80s as well. Because the Steelers' number one pick in 1982 was a guy named Keith Gary. Keith Gary held out, went to Canada, 
and played for the Montreal Alouettes. Showed up in 1984 and was an abs- played very, he played very well on that defense. And what Calvin Austin III also said to me today was the fact that, you know, I've been here the whole time. I've been training with this team. I've been in meetings. I just can't practice, can't go on the field. So I'm looking to get that first game under my belt. But he's addition because you didn't, when you don't have him and you finish at seven and two, now you add someone who you think could be dynamic. That to me is like an extra draft pick. I'm anxious to hear that interview. I want to, I want to hear what Calvin Austin has to stay with some of the, the questions that you lobbed his way. Uh, but I agree. Uh, I, I just, like I said before, I'll say it again. I'm just praying for Senquez, not Senquez Golson <laughs> 2.0. Dave, any comments on that? Yeah. And that's the problem. Cause I remember Kevin Colbert talking about Senquez Golson going into the second season of like, Hey, we feel like we have an extra, uh, an extra draft pick. We have an extra second round draft pick. Cause we're getting Senquez Golson this year for the first time. And then they never got him and it never worked out. So, it's I, I get the, the the being cautiously optimistic. I understand saying I'm not going to bank on that till he comes out to play, but that still doesn't mean that that he can't and that he won't. Um, so if you think if you don't think you have him and you're not banking on him, then when he does something, it's it's bonus. If you rely on him and then the the unthinkable happens again, you're going to be disappointed. It's however you really want to think about it going forward. Let me ask one question about CA3, which I asked him if he was cool with that. He goes, oh, man, I I actually I I like being called cow, but I really like CA3. So when we talk about CA3. With with this guy, do you feel like he's one of those guys that changes the draft for the Pittsburgh Steelers and Omar Khan because they feel like they have him in their back pocket? And so they don't, you know, they're not going to draft two wide receivers or it feels like they're not going to draft two wide receivers like they did last year. To me, if I'm answering first, I would say that it changes their approach to the draft, not free agency. I think if they're going to bring in a wide receiver, I think they do it in free agency and not in the draft. Cause let's be honest. Do you need another young receiver or do you want a seasoned veteran that could maybe help lead that group a little bit? Not that Deontay Johnson's not capable, although I don't think he is. You know what I'm saying. What I'm talking about is I think that Omar Khan might look at Calvin Austin and say, hey, if this is that rookie in year 2023, even like a redshirt rookie um, or freshman, then maybe they don't feel the need to draft a wide receiver and they have that guy, but they still bring in someone else. So they still address the team need, but not necessarily one way. Dave, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know that they're going to go out and make a significant signing at wide receiver. I don't I don't know that they're going to make that much of a splash the position. The, the Steelers like to restock that one every once in a while, and they did draft two last year, but really only one played, so it's like they have another one. But Jeff's exactly right. It depends on what they do in free agency. And I'm and yes, they could add someone or bring back someone like a Miles Boykin because he's not that he did much as a receiver, but because he's such a big special teams guy that's someone that you think, hey, they're going to make the roster and have a helmet on game day. So how many more are we going to have? Because we need them for special teams. So um wouldn't be wouldn't be shocked, but it's not like I'm sitting back and and after free agency and saying, Oh man, I can't believe they didn't get a wide receiver. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, if I'm, I'm going to go with my second one about what nobody's talking about, this is actually related to the Steelers. 
It's something that the vast majority of fans don't even want to think about. And this is kind of disturbing for me because ultimately I've always said, whether it's my own children, my, my students at school, you know, they'll always ask me questions about favorite players. And what if like Juju Smith-Schuster being with the Chiefs, like I, I really don't care. He's not with the Steelers anymore. I root for the Steelers. I don't root for, I root for the players because they play for the Steelers. When they leave the Steelers, they, they're no longer, I don't care about them anymore. And what if, and we'll play the what if game. And I know that's dangerous. And the Scobros did that a couple weeks ago. But <laughs> what if the offense picks up right where it left off? And then all of a sudden, but they're scoring more points. It looks more efficient. Everything seems to be clicking. No one wants to see that because they love to bitch and moan about Matt Canada. They love to complain about how he sucks and he should be run out of town. Get your torches and pitchforks and go storm the headquarters at UPMC Rooney Sports Complex and get that guy out of here. But what if it works out? You know, that is an option. Like, I want to say that to fans. Like, you know, that is an option. It is an option that Kenny Pickett does have a good relationship with him and that he wants him back and that that's why they brought him back and that they feel like they can excel and take the next step. It is possible. Is it likely? That depends on the fan. Is it possible? Absolutely, it's possible. I hope it happens. No one's talking about that. Anyone can talk about it now, I guess. <laughs> hmm. Well, here's my question, and this is probably something I should look into myself, but I, I don't know how I would how I would search this. Brian might actually just remember this. When's the last time the Steelers' offense was going into another season with almost everybody under contract the the player that played the most that's not a free agent or the, the the i mean sorry that is a free agent this year that's not under contract is zach gentry and he got the most starts at tight end this season because the steelers started so you know they're going to run the ball on the first play of the, uh, of the game and he was on the field because they were in a run formation but he was not targeted very much and and wasn't a big part of the offense and that's the only person who's not under contract for next year. Have they ever had a turnover like this? So for Jeff to ask this question, it makes sense because it's not like you're bringing, you're, you're losing a bunch of pieces and then filling in new pieces with it. So that's a real possibility. So that's why I asked this question now based on Jeff, because I, I think Jeff's exactly right. What happens if it does take off, but have they ever had this before on offense? I'm trying to in, think. in in the in the obviously in the yeah. free agent. Era. I'm trying to think, Brian, from 2004 to 2005, there was some turnover. Uh, Plexico, because Plexico, Plexico yeah. was gone. But other than that, I feel like the majority of that offense returned. Yeah, because at running back, you still had Deuce Staley and Jerome Bettis, but they were hurt. And then Willie Parker emerged as far as the guys on the offensive line. I'm not thinking that there were. <laughs> Excuse still me. Still had Mar. Still had Marvell Smith. Yes, you had Marvell. Fanica, Jeff Hardings, Kimi Oyatu. Mm, was it? Is it? Or is it Kendall Simmons? Kendall Simmons was there. Uh, Kimo he was a guard. Kimo came in in that. He was with the 2008 2009 team. I don't think he was in 05. Hold on. Wait. I'm okay, thinking. Which, who, who I, I'm going to call. I'm are you talking 04 to 05? Yes. I I'm have the saying, starting lineups right here in front of me. Well, oh, then you want to look know? at them. Yes. Chris okay. was there, though, Jeff. All, you want the offensive line? Sure. Yes. Just start there. Okay. I'll go. It's going left to right. Marvell Smith, Alan Fanica, Jeff Hardings, um, Kedrick Vincent, and Oliver oh. Ross. 
Did not were have the, the right side at all. Were the, were the most starters for the season in 2004. Then in 2005, it was Marvell Smith, Alan Fanical, Jeff Hardings. Then it was Kendall Simmons and Max Starks. Max Starks. In, in Gosh, 04. Was there an injury or something? I don't know. It's just that's what they There's, have listed here Kendrick on the I remember the, the other guy, page. Ross. I don't remember that guy. Oliver all. Ross wore number 79. I can tell you that. I think... For some reason, he was at a Notre Dame, but I can't I'm, tell you. I'm right checking to see how many head he started all 16 games in 2004, and then was gone to Arizona in 2005. Okay, so yeah. If you go out to the skill position player, I don't even talk, remember that guy. <laughs> you talked about the running backs basically being the same, except the emergence of Willie Parker with Deuce Daly and Jerome yep. getting hurt. Hold on, just a second. Like you lose out. Plexico Burris, you still have Heinz Ward. You brought you, in Cedric Wilson. Yeah. Cedric Wilson comes in. Yes. Um, so when you talk Keith about Miller is a rookie. Yeah. Nate Washington went from Truman to Miller from 04 to 05. Okay. And Heinz Warden, Paxco Burris to being Heinz Warden, Antoine Randall L. It was still Dan Kreider. And, and it went, it actually went from the starter being, being Jerome Bettis to the starter being Willie Parker. From 04 to 05. Yeah. Let me talk about two yeah. more guys that were new that year. And they actually, uh, one played a good bit on special teams, then got hurt, like broke a leg in the playoffs. It was a shame. Quincy Morgan, who came over from the Browns. But Quincy came in that year. And Nate Washington from, I believe, Tiffin or either yes. Tusculum or Tiffin. I can't remember. Tiffin, I think. It, was, I think. No, it wasn't Tusculum. Tusculum was, was Coakley. That was yeah. Coakley. But, but what I'm saying there is mm-hmm. though um, they both came in and Washington became like he emerges in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, he wasn't a big deal, but he he made some decent catches in the playoffs to uh, be a big part of that team going forward. So that but that's not a lot of change. I mean, the offensive line, you have a little shuffling, but I can't say I mean, when you think about it, like you said it, Dave. Zach Gentry is the only real potential player to be gone. Unless they choose to cut someone. And that's their decision. It's not yeah. like free agency or anything like that. This is this is a, a, a pretty crazy year when you think about it in terms of continuity in a lot of ways. So, gosh, Darnell Stapleton. There's a name. All Ooh, right. Uh, what's that? Darnell from Rutgers. Yeah. All right. That's a good one. Brian, what about you? You know what? I, I had a great one, and then I got all into the uh, Chris Kimioyatu and uh, Oliver Ross, and it just left my head. So I have another one. That's okay. Can Good. you look up when Chris Kimoyatu became uh was he Two, was drafted? 2005. So he was drafted in 05. Yes. He just didn't play right away. Now someone yeah. in the live chat said that he came in when Kendall Simmons was found to have diabetes. I think he was a type one diabetic. Well he was came, a draft no, Kiyomatu of- came in when Fan he, he he started when Fanica left. He went in at left guard. He was so he the, didn't he play in five the at year. all. Then it was those six. Oh, he he did. Or, he wasn't considered a full time starter for the Steelers. I'm not saying he didn't start games, right. but he wasn't considered the full time guy until 2008. Hmm. Okay, this is according to Pro Football References starting lineups. <laughs> got it. Okay, and so, you know, guys, ahead. I got to do this because I just looked him up. What is Chris Cute? Kimi, I always have trouble with the name. What is his first name? Christopher. That's his middle <laughs> <No>. name. 
That's his middle I name. Can it if you want it, if I, I can't, I can't, I don't know if I'll be able to pronounce it. Well, let's try. I'm going to try it too. Tuma, so you, tuma, oh, yeah. you, 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 Kilo two. <laughs> yeah. You Kilatu. Yeah. That, that's probably better. It's his first name. Yeah. You Kilatu Schofield. 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 <laughs> They were going to name his son Gabriel that, and then they decided. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was, it was a coin flip. It was a last second audible. It was the last second audible. You know, I do that to my kids every single game. You know, we were going to go ahead and name you Keyshawn, you know, or, you know, and I'd say the last name too, and then throw in Davis. And they're like, no, you weren't. I'm like, yeah. no. And then I, I get my wife to actually agree. She goes, yeah, we were. That's Cause she that. gives up. Yeah. yeah, but okay. I'm I haven't got to sold this down, no, this no, no, hole, this but that was I, seriously. I now whether or not they'll choose to do it, but they have the option of running this whole offense back next year. Yeah, if they I mean, to. if you could look at it, that you have everyone, and, and all you would be looking to do is upgrade, that's a great place to be. Yeah, so you know, in my mind, immediately goes to something I said on my Let's Ride podcast where I talked about how they. It, with at least in the last like four or five years with Kevin Colbert, they have had these drafts where it's like all offense next year's all defense. It's like, well, can't we just kind of get both parties involved a little bit more? I mean, last year's was what five out of seven draft picks were on the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. I think uh, with DeMarvin Leal and Mark Robinson, the only defensive players drafted last year. Yep. So this brings up my next point. What nobody's talking about. Everyone is in love with the con artist right now. Omar Khan, you know, the trade with Chase Claypool was fantastic. You know, you talk about the contracts that he did with Chris Boswell and say what you want about Deontay Johnson's contract. I thought it was fair. I still think it's fair. It might be inflated for what he's doing, but it's fair. they, They didn't break the bank to keep that guy. Like some of the, his other wide receiver classmates like uh, Terry McLaurin and AJ Brown and DK Metcalf. He didn't get that kind of deal. You think about bringing in Larry Ogunjobi, like the dude's made some really good moves in the short amount of time. He's been the GM, but he's never had an off season yet. He's never had a, a full free agency. He's never had a draft. So I just want to kind of pump the brakes a little bit. And it's a little tease for my Monday show with let's ride. And that is, the, he he still has to prove himself there. I love what I've seen so far. And I think a lot of fans are kind of like, yeah, well, yeah, we know that, but they want to talk about it. You don't want to jinx it. Superstition. I get it. But ultimately like, yeah, but he still has to prove himself. Him and Andy Weedle how, or Weidel, however you say his name, who cares? You say Weedle, I say Weidel. <laughs> Let's call the whole <laughs> thing off. Let's call the whole thing <laughs> off. Exactly. So for me, it's a, I, I hope fingers crossed. They, they knock this out of the park too, but there's still a large part of that job that has to be done, and we haven't seen it yet, so you just don't know. So there you go. Dave, you have any other ones? Yeah, that that unknown. And you can look at the unknown as being exciting, or you can look at the unknown as being scary of what's going to happen with the Steelers going forward. But, I mean, obviously Omar, Carl, uh, Omar Khan stuck around for 20 years and and didn't go other places when he very possibly could have. I'm, I'm not saying that he could have, that he was definitely a guy that people offered him GM jobs and he didn't take them, but he could have made lateral moves and he did not. Um, and, and he stuck around to be here. And 
went out of his way to say, okay, if, if this is my specialty, I'm going to bring in someone else that's doing this, that's their specialty. So I'm excited that they're doing that. And that's something that I, I want to see the Steelers do. I, I feel like that's what they did last year with, with Brian Flores when they brought him on. They're like, you know what? We have the opportunity to get a guy that's that's looking for a job, and he could be, you know, yeah, we have a defensive coordinator that we just hired, but he could be really good at doing this part of the job. So so let's get him um, to, to kind of cover everything. And I, I hope the Steelers continue to expand and do that this year. Um, it would be nice to see him do it more on the coaching staff on the offensive side of the ball, but I don't know if we'll see that or not. But when it comes to these guys in the front office, I'm excited to see what they can do. And uh, like some people who are going to want to judge their draft right after the draft happens, I don't, I'm not going to know these players well enough to know. Um, the biggest thing I want to see from this year is can you do what the Steelers have done in the years past? And you had everything filled in, and then you went into the draft, which is really nice. Yeah. Brian, anything to say about that? No, I, I'm i on board with that as well. All right, so before we go to trivia, I I, I have to give a, a, sh- a show on our podcast platform, which is not live on YouTube, and I want everyone to give it a listen, is the What Yin's Talking About show. Um, you know, I, I listened to all the episodes. I was driving home from work, and I, I was literally laughing out loud. Uh, have Dave, did you get to listen to this episode yet? Or have you not? Caught I up? am halfway through the second half. Okay. Brian, have you listened yet? Probably it's not. queued up, but okay. no, no, don't probably not. I knew you had a busy day. I know you had a busy day. All right. So I would have been able to finish it, but I made sure that I finished. Let's ride. Did first. you? I appreciate that. Thank you. Did, did you get to the part where they did the mean Joe green anniversary for his co-commercial? I know I did not. I was oh at the very God. end of their interview where they interviewed the guy that's the lone like the Canada that, defender that is that that loves Matt Canada. Um, I was I was at the end of that interview is when I had to pause. It. Okay, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ruin it. I was when they they talk about how Kyle, this is all Kyle's genius, Kyle Christ, who's the host, and he says they're gonna redo the Coke commercial with with Mike Tomlin, and they use the clip that kind of went viral on social media this year of Mike Tomlin using some choice words. And I <laughs> laughed out loud in my car by myself driving home. Oh my gosh, go check it out. It's on our audio only pod- platform, wherever you get your podcast, you'll find us there. Oh my gosh. So good. So good. All right. Uh, let's let's, does anyone have any else, anything else for the good of the order before we go to trivia? Perfect. You know what? I'm, yeah. I'm going to throw in. I'm, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to piggyback on what you just said about what Ian's talking about. And they are comic geniuses. And both of these guys are stand up comic comics. I'm yeah. talking about Kyle Grice and Greg Benevit. But these guys have albums on Spotify. And I keep on telling you guys about it. It's one of those things that when you get bored and you you're thinking, hey, I have nothing to listen to right now. Go to Spotify. Check out Kyle Kreiss's two albums. Man, he is super funny. And it's not because I, I know him. It's not because he's a part of our network. The guy just, it's very fun humor and something that we all, that we all experience. It's regular guy stuff, regular person stuff. Really good. Check it out. There's not a show like it anywhere in the podcast stratosphere whatever you want to call this stuff that we do all right brian do you have trivia tonight yeah i do and it is uh regarding the afc championship games 
it's going on this weekend, but eh, screw the Bengals, screw the Chiefs and the two in the NFC. I'm not even going to mention them. Let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers in AFC championship game oh, history. Because I looked it up, but go ahead. So I'll, I'll try, I'll just try to do it a little bit more. So <laughs> they have played 16 games. Yeah, I know all this stuff. In AFC. No, you don't. I looked it up for my podcast tomorrow. It's all it's all I talk about on the first half of the show. <laughs> okay, do you break it? Do you break it up into home in a way? Yeah, yeah. Okay, just ruin it. No, I'm it. off. Go ahead and ask Dave. Go ahead and okay. ask Dave. It's gonna be terrible. So, what what's their I, record I, in AFC Championship games, Dave? Well, let's just say this: they, they you said they've gone they've gone to sixteen. Is that what you said? Yes. Well, saying they've been to eight Super Bowls, I'm going to say that they've won eight of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's really easy. <laughs> um, all right. So, Am I right? Yes, you're correct. And okay. that's the easy part about it. Yeah. But what would their record be? How many of those 16 championship games do you think that they played at home, Dave? How many, how many of the 16 they played at home? Let's see. Well, I know they did in 72. I know they did in 04. I know they didn't in 05. I'm going to say out of those 16, I'm going to say, see, this is, when did they start giving it to the home teams? I know in 72 they didn't. No, no, I'm not the home teams. Give it to the home teams. When did they start giving it to the team with the best record? Do you know what year that started? Pretty much, uh, I would say right around the mid 70s yeah because like i said i know in 72 they they hosted it but it wasn't because they were the higher seed um out of 16 i'm going to say that they have been at home for let's go six oh jeff go it's ahead 11. jump in i was gonna say it's either it's either it's under significantly under or over it's 11 you, they have played 11 and that is they have a six and five record at home and a two and three record on the road. So that was my uh, quick AFC championship trivia. I guess the eight and eight part was easy, but the home and road <laughs> record, I don't think would well, have been. Here is some, did you know, AFC championship nuggets for you all. The most wins in NFL or AFC championship game history, it's not NFL, AFC, is the New England Patriots with 11. The most losses belongs to the Pittsburgh Steelers with eight. The most hosted, the Pittsburgh Steelers with 11. And the most appearances goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers with 16. There you go. Wow. You, you know, the, po the point totals are really interesting too. The Pittsburgh Steelers have scored 349 points in AFC championship game history. How much of a margin over their opponents do you think that is? 368 points. 349. Or oh, 349. Um, Plus 105. <laughs> I'm trying to think, did, did they win more blowout games or did they lose more blowout games? They're they're how about I'm going to go negative twenty two. It's ten. Ten. Well, I mean you think about it, but the ones that I've seen that I remember. So I'm closest because I, I didn't the, go over. Sorry, Jeff. The ones, yeah, that was well. <laughs> the, the ones that I remember, 94, they lose to San Diego. 95 mm -hmm. barely beat the Colts. Captain comeback. Yep. Remember the ball that bounces off his chest and hits the turf. 
Mm-hmm. They lose to Denver, lose to New England in 01. Uh, they lose to New England in 04. Spygate, shut up. Uh, at 05, they beat Denver. I thought that was pretty handily, wasn't that? Yeah. That, that was a double two-score win, wasn't it? Yes, that was 34-17, to 17, but that's not their biggest margin of victory in the AFC Championship game. Barely. They... They, Baltimore relied on the Troy Polamalu INT pick six. The Jets in 2010... They were blowing them out early, but the Jets came storming back and made it a game. And then they got their doors blown off by New England in 2016. So 2016, Jeff and Dave, that's the biggest loss margin, 19 points. Their biggest win margin was 29 in 1979. Well, the 1978 season, Steelers 34, Oilers 5. And the closest game was 1997. Denver Broncos 24, Pittsburgh Steelers 21. Unfortunately, I was at that game too. Bummer. All right, Dave, mm-hmm. trivia time. Go for it. All right. Well, my trivia is coming. Um, since Jeff is happy because this was about his show that, that he's doing. Uh, <laughs> I would my not have known is... any of that stuff if I didn't do an entire yeah. podcast on, <laughs> for the first half on the AFC Championship. Well, well, mine's an expansion of what I talked about this morning on StatGeek, where um, I'm actually going to be expanding on this a bit more. One of it is because Brian actually brought up a question. I'm like, man, that would have been a better thing to answer than what I actually did. And I talked about a question on there that I couldn't answer unless I went through and broke down every single play, I've already got someone that says they're going to break down every single play and they're going to come on my show to explain it. So we're going to see if that can happen this week. But anyway, I was looking at, well, I was asked about the the Steelers finishing strong. So I broke down, you know, teams that the Steelers teams that finished 4-0 to end the year. And I did all that. You can listen to that on, on StatGeek. But how often do teams finish 4-0 to finish the season. I went back 10 years. So this is from 2022 to 2013 over a 10 year span. How many times do you think a team has finished four and O to end this season? Four times. I mean, not, not one team. I mean, the, it was across the entire NFL. Okay. Uh, not the Steelers, just oh, so you yeah. said the entire league. Yeah, the, um, in the last ten years, how many total times do you think a team has finished four and zero? Okay, 20. I was going to say fifteen. You say fifteen. Brian says twenty. The answer is thirty-three. Schnikes. Thirty-three. Now, wow. the the most in the last ten years was in two thousand twenty. There were six teams that finished that 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 won their last four games of the season. So now my real question is, for the last 10 years, out of those 33 games, how many of those do you think were of teams that made the playoffs? 15. I would probably think 25. That would be 29. There's only been four teams in the last 10 years that finished the season 4-0 and did not make the postseason. The Pittsburgh Steelers this year is one of those teams. And not only that, they're the only team that actually had a winning record finishing 4-0. Because in 2020, the, the Chargers finished 4-0 to, to end up 7-9. The year before, Atlanta went 4-0 at the end to finish 7-9. And then there was the crazy 2017. There's only two teams that, that, that finished the season 4-0. One of them was the San Francisco 49ers, who went 4-0 at the end of the season, 
they actually went five and zero to finish a whole whopping six and ten because they went zero wow. and nine the year before and finished six and one. I mean, that's crazy to finish that strong. You know how that corresponded? How, how you guys remember how they did in twenty eighteen after finishing so strong? I don't think they had a great season in twenty. No, they went four and twelve. <laughs> it didn't roll into the next season at all. <laughs> So I just thought that was an, an, uh, interesting information that in the last 10 years, the Steelers are now one of four teams that won their last four games. Because if you're going to win your last four games, you're, you, you think that's a pretty good team that's probably put themselves in a good enough situation that if you do that, you're going to make the postseason. But all the all four of those other, uh, other times were teams that just started horribly and they finished strong, but it still didn't matter because they, they, they started so bad. All right. Good stuff. Uh, let's do some uh, final thoughts if you have any. Brian, go ahead. You know what? I'm going to watch the AFC Championship games this weekend without the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'm going to be pissed. There you go. Dave Stoker, <laughs> final thoughts. Um, I'm going to watch football this weekend. I'll watch the NFC win, too. Um, and that's mainly because there's only three football games left this year. And I love the Steelers, but I also just love football. I talked about that a little bit this morning. Um, I mean, my goodness, I even used to have season tickets for another team just because I wanted to watch football. Um, well, I, I got them in order to go to the, to, to watch them play the Steelers. That's why it all started, but still. Um, so for those of you that just don't enjoy watching football other than the Steelers, I, I get it. That's not me. I just love the game I, that I can watch it. So, I'm going to take in every game that I can, and I, I don't like second-rate football, so I'm not going to be tuning into those other leagues this offseason. I know Brian's already mad because his because his uh, purple Mahler shirt is now outdated. Oh, it's vintage now, Dave. <laughs> I am mad, but the black and gold is going to make me happy, but... I'm gonna have a vintage jersey. Yes, the 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 the, the Canton Maulers are now black and gold. So, with <laughs> anyway, I, I'll take it in, enjoy while while you can. But it's not the same without the Steelers. I'd I would rather talk to you guys about the Steelers than watch these games. But I'm still gonna watch these games anyway. There you go. Good stuff. All right, we'll be back next week with another Steelers preview. As we always finish it out, Dave, why don't you send us out? Hey. See you next week, everybody. Everybody else gets a little tight. <laughs>